Yes, people, what's going on? It's episode 304 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? Are you well? Are you good? It is Sunday at 9.37. We're starting the recording. I started recording earlier today, actually, even more reasonable time, around 12, maybe 1 p.m. Um, you know, I thought I'd get it out midday. Well, you know, one of the family are out. I've gone to the theatre, and then my wife decides to do something ridiculous, like come home. So, <laughs> so yeah, but um, how's your day been? How's your week been? My day started off, I mean, you have to go to Dunelm to return a parcel that I didn't order. My wife ordered it. That's what it is. That's, that's what it is being a guy, just returning parcels that your, your other half has ordered. So returning that, then went shopping um, to Tesco, then made lunch for my daughter and dinner at the same time this we've got to do you've got the kick just got like plan ahead so you can actually you know give them some attention when they're in the room and then um yeah so my wife was out gallivanting today having a good time left me at home with the kid um, which i can't complain because one i like my kid uh, two, I am her dad, and uh, three, I'm out all the time. <laughs> but stayed in, stayed in today. Watched football today. He watched England uh, do really well against Senegal. Really, three nil. The comprehensive England top goal scorers at the World Cup they haven't received one yellow card either, which is crazy statistic there. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I saw a lot of. I said to a lot of people supporting Senegal. Um, I have to admit, actually, I was I wasn't supporting Senegal with as much vim as I thought I would. I was just more like, oh, it'd be interesting if they did beat England. Like, I'm not happy England got through, but I wouldn't have been sad if they went out. I'm just like, yeah, be interesting. Senegal beat England. You know, I want I want an African team to win the World Cup. Um, so yeah. But, but I don't think do Senegal have the best chance I guess so I guess they did but uh, not anymore right because they're out so but uh, yeah England just looked just looked very good from what I saw in the second half as I was just competent but then um, so yeah so I saw a lot of people supporting Senegal which I understand makes sense and then a lot of people go well England get knocked out by France with that kind of smugness and goes back to my whole debate about the Euros. That, you know, you can support African team over England. Like I said, I, I have been. Um, but you can't support another European team over England if your reasons are colonisation and all that stuff and empire. You just can't. doesn't make any sense. Um, but in saying that, Kylian Mbappe... Lottin, his full name. Kylian Mbappe Lottin. What a player, man. What a player. Just so fast. He's got so much more to his game, but his speed's outrageous and his shooting is outrageous. He's like a FIFA player. He's he's not a real person, man. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to England-France, which is Saturday, next Saturday. Um. Yeah, that's good. Kid, kid, better not uh, better not play up. 
it's going to be me and the kid again. All weekend. My wife's gallivanting across Europe. That's right. She's banding her family and going to another country. Not even I've done that. Not even I've done that. That's a funny thing in our relationship, actually, since uh, since our daughter's been around. It's always been her who's done the thing first. So she's the first one who stayed away for a night um, for a friend's hen do or birthday. One or two, I don't know. I think it's a birthday. She stayed away for a night. I hadn't stayed away for a night. I think I did a few months after with a gig. And then going abroad. I haven't gone abroad. Scotland doesn't count. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that's what she's doing next week. It's going to be me and the kids from Friday to Sunday. I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. Um, but yeah, what else happened this week? What else done? I gigged on Friday. Um, I guess I'll have to fill you in from Tuesday because that's when I last recorded. So Friday gigged in Angel. Angel, North London, um, Islington. You know, the little blue square on, on Monopoly if you if you play the game. And yeah, it was good. good, good. Uploaded a video, actually, five minutes, talking about, uh, which we were talking about on the pod. We were, of course, going to talk about on the pod, talking about Ngozi Falani and Lady Sarah Hussey. And where are you really from? Hey? So I'll upload a video about that. Uh, so have a watch. A little bit of stand-up for you. Do you know, just just flexing on people. Showing, look, if you want to do some topical stuff, here you go. Here's some polished topical material. Pulled out my bum. <laughs> no, of course I didn't. But let's let's get into it. Let's, let's get, let me find the transit. If you don't know, you've been living under a rock. Um, here's the thing. Actually, before I move on, how good of a player is Jude Bellingham? I spoke about Mbappe. Jude Bellingham, golly, what a player. Anyway, just came to my head that someone messaged me about him. Anyway, let me find it because I was debating it with my wife. My wife was just like saying, this woman's overreacted. There's nothing offensive about it. My wife's um, perspective was this. I'm proud of where I'm from, so there's, there'll be, never be a time where I wouldn't want to say where I'm from. That was it. That's, she goes, I don't really care who's asking. You're going to get the same answer. Whether I think you're being racist or not, the answer's the answer. And I was like, hmm, I like that. Which is kind of true, right? It's kind of true. But let's, um, let's, before we get into opinions on it, let me just read the transcripts. If you don't know, you lived under a rock. Um, Ngozi Fulani was a lady who was at the palace at uh, was an event held by um, I think Camilla and it's about so it's hosting like different charities community work with women I think domestic violence I think was what it was about the event and um, and Ngozi Fulani is a I guess the head of one of the charities that was invited there. And she ended up speaking to the Queen's lady, former lady-in-waiting, uh, a royal aide called Lady Sarah Hussey. So um, this is, this was the transcript as um, as detailed by Ngozi Fulani. So we don't know how it exactly went down, but She's put this out, and Lady Sarah Hussey hasn't come out, so that isn't what was said. So, 
this was read down. Um, so this is Lady Sarah Hussey. Where are you from? Actually, before I read it, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna break down what parts of it I think shit went wrong. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna read the whole thing and then read it again. I'm gonna break down where I think stuff went wrong. You ready? So, and I and there's a key bit of context here that I want to leave to the end. But here we go. So where are you from? Me. So, so who from? Sister space. So let me do voices so we know. I can't read it. Let me do voices. Where are you from? Sister space. I'm doing my own voice for her. <laughs> for Gussie Filani. I'll do a posh voice for Sarah Hussey. Where are you from? Sister space. No. Where do you come from? See, now at this point, where do you come from? I would say where my company came from. I'm at a work event, so I'm going to say where my company's from. When you said, where are you from? I'm going to say my company name. So I don't think anyone's actually been antagonistic at this point. I don't think uh, anyone's been racist, evil, no one's overstepping the mark. You're asking your question, I'm answering it, I think it's answered. This all makes sense to me at this point. Where are you from? Sister space. No, where do you come from? I would have, I would have interpreted it at that point as, oh, yeah, we're based in Hackney, right? And then Lady Sarah has, no, what part of Africa are you from? Now, do you assume she's from Africa? Is, ah, I've just lost for words. It's just such a reasonable assumption. <laughs> She's wearing a name badge that says Ngozi Fulani. Now, I don't know much about um, names, especially African names, but Ngozi to me sounds like an Igbo, Igbo name. Yeah, Ngozi sounds like an Igbo name. Fulani is a different ethnic group. So even that in my head would have me intrigued. Um, would I have said where in Africa you're from? Probably just to kind of slightly flex. I would probably say where Nigeria from, just to slightly flex. I know, I know where your name's from. That's what I'd be trying to do. And then when they say no, nah, I'd be like, oh, I thought because of, I thought that was an Ibo name. That's, that's what I'd be doing at that moment. So I would probably assume where you're from. Uh, if you saw how she was dressed as well. Again, I'd be like, okay, I get it. So she's where in Africa are you from? Oh, I, I, I don't know. They didn't leave any records. See, now, this was mad antagonistic and mad hilarious. <laughs> it was at that point when she said that, I was like, hmm, something's happened here. Because as I said in my video, Every black person, every ethnic person knows how to answer this question. Yeah? And it's funny, the irony is if another black person answers this question and you say somewhere in England, they're kind of looking at you like, come on, bruv. You're a coconut or something. I'll see where are you from? You may just say where your parents are from if you're not if you're born here. Someone asks you where I'm from, a black person asks where I'm from, the answer is Jamaica. If I answer a black person, our Essex, they're going to be like, 
I mean, if a white person asks me, um, I think I'll give the full one. I'll go, oh, yeah, from, from Harlow, Essex, but parents are Jamaican. And they're looking at me like, you what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's because it's 50-50 white people. Black people are 100% sure they're asking, where are my people from? But when a white person asking, they may be asking whether I'm from Essex or whether I'm Jamaican. It's hard to give them the full, give them the full one. So she said, I don't know. They didn't leave any records. Now, that is hilarious. Mad antagonistic. And like I said, something must have happened for this to get it. Because, as I said in the video, we know to answer this question, but how we answer depends on how much we like the person asking the question. Meeting a stranger, do you have given a vibe or have done something to upset you to set this tone? And on later reading, I found out that Sarah Hussey moved Ngozi Fulani's hair to read her name badge. The microaggressions. I mean, that's actually invading someone's personal space and not quite micro. Move the hair. Um, now, I'm not a black woman, but as a black man, as a man, as just a person, I don't like people touching my hair. So it's going to make me go, hmm? like, even if I'm not offended, it's going to make me be like, I'm going to pull a face. Even if I don't pull the face outwardly, inwardly, I'm pulling the face out. Like, what? Did he just touch? So now I'm already on edge. Now annoyed by you. So when she said, I don't know, they didn't leave any records. That was a mic drop moment, but Sarah Hussey went, well, you must know where you're from. I spent time in France. Where are you from? <laughs> now I don't know what that question really means. Now this is either, that's what she said. And she was like panicked or uh, and goes he's not even really listening to what this woman's saying because he's just annoyed by her and then she said I'm from here in the UK and Sarah goes no but what nationality are you and this is where the conversation starts changing because Sarah Hussey must be an educated woman for the job she's doing so for her to be using these words it's now sound like something else I think it may have initially started as a curiosity thing, yeah? Um, but to ask what nationality are you? Again, actually, no, I'm lying. I backtracked there because she hasn't actually established she's British at this point. Even though there'll be a big indication she's British from, you know, the sound of the voice coming out of her face. But, Karen read it. No, but what nationality are you? She says, I am born here. I am British. That's the end of it. That's the question you ask. What nationality are you? I'm British. That's what nationality I am. That's it. It's done. And she goes, no, but where do you really come from? Where do your people come from? <laughs> oh, dear. Like I said, depending on who's asking the question, this is just a calm conversation. Well, you're pissing me off now. I'm being obtuse. You're being you're being invasive now. But if we're getting on, this is just a normal conversation. I'm telling you where my family are from, my heritage, my ancestry. I'm telling you about it all. 
I'm talking about all of it. I'm going to be saying, yeah, you know, they're from Africa, West Africa mainly, did DNA tests and all that and stuff. Then, yeah, don't know where about exactly, though. You know, slavery was crazy. Slavery that the British did. That the royal family benefited from. You see them, Jules. I'm saying this in Buckingham Palace. <laughs> I'm saying all of that in Buckingham Palace. I say that I'm not. I'm going to sit there and tell you, be like, oh, thank you, it's so lovely to be here. Um, anyway, so no, where do you really come from? Uh, where do your people come from? And goes, he says, my people, lady, lady what is this? And then this was Sarah Hossie goes, this, this line did crap. She goes, oh, I can see I'm going to have a challenge get you to say where you're from. When did you first come here? Now, this is crazy. This is where the conversation gets nuts because when you said your nationality is British, you've also already said, I am born here. I'm born here and I'm British. I'm born here and I'm British. So why are you asking me? When did you first come here? Because <laughs> if you ask me when did you first come here, I'm giving you a time. I'm saying I, I got here at about 7pm. Because this is crazy. And like I said, if, you, if you're taking it in best faith, the conversation hasn't even got here because you have just answered your full thing. Jamaican... African ancestry, obviously, but I'm born here. That's usually the shortest line I use. I'm Jamaican, but I'm born here. But, yeah, at this point, it's going to be annoying. So, um, so when do you first come here? Lady, I am a British national. My parents came here in the 50s when, oh, I knew we'd, this is Sarah, I, said, I knew we'd get there in the end. You're Caribbean. No lady, I am of African heritage, Caribbean descent and British nationality. And Sarah said, oh, so you're from... <laughs> oh man, like, this whole exchange did crack me up. What's cracked me up is how it's just like, it's spilled out into the internet, the left versus the right. They've all grabbed it. All the black people on, on the right go, this isn't racist. At all. That's what I said. There's two voices when it comes to racism. On TV or online. It's either the guys where nothing is racist. Like literally a police officer. who pull off his uniform. Put on a clan outfit. Flipping. Wrap a noose around the black guy's neck. And shoot him in his dick. And then stab him in the heart. And just be dropping end bombs all the way through it on video. And the black people on the right's response would be, "Wow, that guy had a criminal record. <laughs> he was high on drugs." So they'll just say something weird. Like they won't actually just tackle the actual racism that's happened in that moment. And then. You have that voice, or you have the black guy from the super left, you know? Where someone will say, I want a black coffee, they're like, we need to eradicate this racist language from our lexicon. Like, too many years, black people have been oppressed, and now 
you know, stealing coffee from African countries, Asian countries, and then to call it black? He's like, what? So it's always these extreme voices. And watching it online, everyone's... It cracks me up because it's like, people go, there's nothing about race. She's an old lady. And you go, cool. I hear you. And then you talk to him about it. It's like, okay, he says nothing about race, but then why why would she ask her where she's from and not accept that she's British when she said that? The problem with you black people is... And he's like, oh, I thought this wasn't anything to do with race. <laughs> Always goes that way. Always goes that way. And then the people on the left are like, it's just, it's un- unconscionable behaviour to ask a black woman where she's from. You know, like, it'll be just, again, just too extreme. It's always extreme. And the fact of the matter is this, is that it's perfectly reasonable to ask someone where they're from. It's even personally reasonable to seek clarification, I think. But if your line of questioning is just all over the place, then you got me questioning, why are you asking me all these questions? I said, from when she said, I'm British, I was born here, that's, that's the kind of conversation done. Yeah? But no, not in, a, not in this world, especially at the time of Harry and Meghan releasing their documentary as well. Race row in Paris, and then, you know, I even saw one person in my comments. Pretty sure they referred to, they blamed it on Meghan Markle somehow. <laughs> Meghan Markle and George Floyd, they blamed this whole incident on. I was like, I don't know what you're even trying to say right now. But yeah, the world's divided. We already knew this. But this left right thing, it's boring, man. It's so boring. But it persists. It persists. Um, but yeah, but my last, my my main view on this is this: that I've been there. I've been the obtuse person. I'm usually very just accurate and open to say, yeah, Jamaican, but I'm born here. Um, yeah, I just find, I just find it an e- easy question to answer. So I've I've also been the obtuse person because I said you've done something to wind me up, and I don't know why you're asking me these questions. Therefore. Crazy answers. Crazy answers to the questions. Let, if I'm in a, let, let, let's do this again. I'm doing this in the mood of I'm just chilled out with you. So where are you from? I'm like, oh, sister space. No, where do you come from? No, where do you come from? Oh, me. Oh, Essex, but family of Jamaican. That's it. Conversation done. And then I'll go, you? And she's like, I'm born here. I'm like, nah, come on, where are you from from? I'll give her that back. That's all I do. But now let me be the antagonist because let let her have pissed me off. Let, let me be mad, passive aggressive. This arm hunt then this conversation. So where are you from? I'm like, oh, sister space. Now where do you come from? I would have said Hackney. Uh, no, what part of Africa do you come from? I would have said the same thing as well. I don't know. They didn't really leave any records. I would have said the same thing at that point. And then, uh, where, where are you from? I'm about here. UK. I'll give it that. 
I'm not even telling you about Essex now. I'm just going to be a pain. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, yeah, yeah, it's just, look, I ain't going to read it again. But it's just like, it's been a storming teacup. Should she have been sacked? I think she resigned. Made herself some kind of martyr. I mean, you're 83. Imagine sack, being sacked or leaving at 83. I thought that you're of service. So only as you walk out of the building, see Prince Andrew coming in. Be like, what, this guy's still got a fucking job. How comes his pass works? <laughs> she, he was the Queen's favourite son, but she ain't here anymore. It's a fucking. That's what I thought Chucky was going to do. But, hey, hey. Um... <laughs> Right, what else has happened um, this week? I, I think I actually put notes down. Um, oh, oh, big yard, big yard. So what we've got? What else we got here? So I said the black woman buckle post. Oh, post office pissed me off this week. I know they're on a strike. And a little self-service bit. Do my letters, press a button to print my stamp. And receipt, I guess what happens? This automated part um, of the post office is I need assistance. They've got to put a little code so I can actually get my stamp and uh, receipt. They do that, call, slap it on the envelope. Now I'll go to post it. Guess what? Every post box is out of order within the post office. You what? This is mate. So I'm getting to a train station. There's no trains here, mate. None. Oh, have I missed the last train? No, there's no trains. So this is... It's just dumb. How can I not post anything? Where's the post box? But guess what? There's no one on the shop floor, so I'm having to walk around and try to get someone's attention who's behind the plexiglass to come around and take my letter to post it. Self-service. Absolute pain in the arse. And they're on strike as well. They're on strike. Two days have gone to post after they've been on strike. So yeah, just I think you've got ambulance crew people as well considering striking. Like I said, maximum impact strike on New Year's Eve. That's the <laughs> that that will make them realise. Oh, we need them. Christmas Eve. Was it Christmas Eve? New Year's Eve. Sorry. But anyway, that's the ambulance workers. And I was writing about post office. What else? Uh, is there Kim and Kanye's divorce? Kanye's paying her two hundred thousand dollars a month. Everyone's like, no, it's bollocks. Shouldn't have to pay that much. Every divorce is everyone's divorce. It seems. You notice that whenever there's a divorce, especially if there's any settlement, boy, a lot of men are are embittered. But how much money a woman can make in a divorce? But, and she's pretty rich herself. I'm pretty sure they must have dealt with it amicably, right? Must have done. Must have done. I wish you would have made a song about it. What am I talking about? Who am I talking about just then? Um, oh, Kanye. Was it Kanye? I was talking about Kanye and Kim? Yeah. 200,000, Jesus. It is a lot though. But I ain't mad at them. Like I said, that's their business. That's their business. 
But um, but Kenny, I know he's back with Balenciaga now. He's out there trying to argue the upside for Hitler. I mean, it's all crazy. If you know Alex Jones, he's a, he's a bit of a wild boy. And he got sued by the parents of the kids who got murdered in Sandy Hook. He said it's a big conspiracy theory. Yeah, so Kenny was on his show and even he was like, whoa. <laughs> Let's not say Hitler was a good guy. You know? Nuts. That's it. I think we just need to just starve the flame of oxygen. Just stop caring about what he's got to say. And he will disappear, I promise you. Oh, boxing happened yesterday as well. I fell asleep in that fight. I was bored watching Fury just battering this guy. Absolutely boring scenes. Um, just such a mismatch, such a violent mismatch. There's, you, when when a fighter fakes the referee for stopping the fight, you, you know he was probably out of his depth. You know, just slightly out of his depth. I mean, you're faintful. Look at your corner, like just chuck the towel in <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, I put a little another note about the women's and men's um, U.S. soccer teams, but I actually don't care. So what we're gonna do? We all go to some. Dear Deirdre, oh boy, I am yawning. I am yawning. Right. Dear, nice nice well, dear. What a loser. Okay. Um, whoa. Size matters. Let me grab a drink. <laughs> right, so size matters. Sex with boyfriend is a flop as his manhood is too small and I'm faking orgasms. Jesus. Just, just compound L's there. You said his manhood is small? You see, man, it's too small, and you see, you're faking orgasms. No, so he said sex with the boyfriend's a flop. So he said the sex is dead, his dick is small, and it doesn't satisfy you. It brings no wood for the fire. And that is, that is horrendous. Um, oh, well, yeah, what actually happened with this? Sorry, guys, sorry, sorry to do this. Um, I didn't realise Sterling's house was suffered the armed burglary so he's gone back home he's left the World Cup which makes perfect sense but yeah so thoughts with Raheem Sterling and his family that is horrendous man seems to like Kim getting robbed in Paris right this is a man if your family or partner it's under that kind of threat, and you're not there. It's like a, it's like a nightmare situation, isn't it? And if that goes wrong, if that goes as bad as it could go, that could be a relationship done, because your missus is going to feel just unprotected. You're going to feel like a letdown as a man, and you're supposed to be walking around this anger, and you won't be able to actually channel it to the person you want to channel it to. 
it's going to cause a whole heap of stress. Anyway, back to the lighter stuff. So, dear Deirdre, sexy boyfriend is a flop as his manhood is too small and I'm faking orgasm. Dear Deirdre, while we get on brilliantly, the sex with my new boyfriend isn't great. How long have you not been together for? Uh, we've been together a year. Jesus, and I really want to make it work. Clearly you do, you've been with him for a year. Because most women I know, they're giving that floppy little dick two goes. And it bounces. This is what happens when you wait to have sex. You might end up in these situations. Um, he is a very good looking man and very fit. The problem is the size of his penis. He isn't the biggest. I must admit, I do find it quite difficult to reach orgasm. But I haven't had one orgasm while having sex with him. He's 32. I'm 28. He has only had one relationship before me. While I've had a few long term relationships. Ah, God, so you're saying he doesn't even know his dick's small. Because, listen, as a guy, we could watch as much porn as we want and see these weird big dicks and be like, hey, that's just like mine. But in reality, we're like, hey, these guys got these guys do porn. That's why they've got big dicks. Right? But other than that, we're not really seeing dicks. So our only feedback on how big our dick is is, uh, like I said, porn and then women's reactions to our dicks. And... Um, that's it. Now, the way I've described my penis is it's not a mind-changing penis. That's how I describe my penis. It's not a mind-changing penis. A mind-changing penis is this. It's that it's either so big that women who really like big penises who weren't really going to have sex with you, you just whack it out. Oh, my God. Slaps against your knee and she's like, oh, or it's so big and she doesn't like big penises that she's about to have sex with you and then you whack out your cock and she's like, okay, no, not today. No, I respect my cervix, my womb, my ovaries. No. See, that's a mind-changingly big penis. Good or bad. And then you've got the mind-changingly small penis and there's no good. There's no good mind-changing of for small penis. It's just bad. It's just she's going to have sex with a guy pulls out his penis and she's like no I'm not increasing my numbers for that no and there you go and that's what I'm saying I don't have a mind changing penis and I think that's the kind of penis you want guys if you've worked that hard to charm a woman then you pull your penis out and it doesn't change the course of the day then that's I guess that's the most you can that's what you really want to aim for so you don't want a mind-changing penis. Okay, only, it can go good if it's big, but it can also go bad. It can only go bad if it's small. And um, so I'm just surprised. I don't know how this woman's in this position. I said she should have bounced. But she's there now. And um, she can't tell him that's why she's leaving. Because otherwise he'll become one of those incel guys and you'll shoot off a school <laughs> and I said I'm, this guy he, he can't even know his penis is small he said one girlfriend he's with you now he's been with you for a year he, but if, if it was small she would have said you're on the 
you're going to have it all bottled up and you're going to say it in such a horrendous way. But you cock swallowed them my exes and just like, what? Ah, <laughs> oh dear. Right. Ooh, let's read this one. I'm sick with stress over wife's demands to move to move to her expensive dream home. How's okay? Dear dear G, my wife is desperate to move back near her parents so she can have some help with our children. Five, three, and one. Jesus, yes, get her some help, man. But where they live is so expensive. We couldn't afford a three-bedroom house like we have now. Okay, I see. You're being pragmatic, sensible. Um. I'm imagining you work, she doesn't, that's why she does good. Let's see. But re- she refuses to downsize and insists we could stretch ourselves. I'm the only one bringing in the salary. Told ya. I mean, look, she's got three kids under five. I don't expect her to be working, but she's also got to respect your view on the finances. Um, I work as a delivery driver and already do long shifts and overtime. I'm so stressed, I'm hardly sleeping and can't think straight. Yeah, you just need to show her, just pull out the bank statement and be like, look, do the maths. Just get someone to do the maths. That's it. And she realises you have to do another 20 hours of work that week. She'll be like, great, so you can afford it then. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? This woman wants this house. You've got to decide what you want. Her. just not the house it's mad isn't it but yeah you've got to just show the bank statement that's it and so I look I don't know where you think this money's coming from pay slip and bank statement oh, so that these two things are ingredients for magical money trees so no it's crazy but um what do you do? You do that, and then, yeah, you might find that you can afford it. She might go, oh, just use the... She might have money to stash aside. And she's like, oh, I thought we going to use this money for this thing. Mate, it's there. It's there, but you just tell her, look, you ain't earning any money, all right? So, we're either moving to your parents and downsizing... We ain't moving there at all. That's it. The parents going to get mad at you. Because you was, you was kind of slightly complimenting them. <laughs> right. Let's see. One more. One more. Oh, God. Bear erection issues here. My fault. I found X-rated messages on my wife's phone and I fear my erection issues are to blame. Golly. Dear Deirdre, discovering X-rated messages on my wife's phone have devastated me. But what is it? Is it from guys from work? And is it like prospective or retrospective? Is he like, yeah, my cock's still throbbing. And she's like, oh, giggle. Tasted delicious though. It's all what? You're like, she said she went to visit her sister. Anyway. <laughs> I've known for a long time that our relationship was headed for trouble, but nothing prepared me for this. Um, at first, when I confronted her about the message, she tried to convince me they were nothing more than a joke. 
cool but i've gone through all the contacts and realized that this man is another dog walker we see out regularly i feel like punching him now punch yourself i'm 31 my wife is 32 and this man is in his late 30s she has finally admitted they just they were just sexted but says i need to take some responsibility for her wondering no no headbutt her across the nose bridge don't let her gaslight you don't this goes both ways anyway the person cheated that you asked you the cheated on to take responsibility mad <laughs> oh dear I've been suffering with erection issues over the past couple of years and I think she's finally had enough. Hmm. She's got to take some responsibility for not giving you erections. I know that's not how it works, but, you know, if we're just going to be doing the blame game, never blame yourself. Anyway, uh, is there any more? Anywhere? Anywhere? Uh, no, if there's any more in here, I think that's it. First end of the pod. How long are we talking for? 40 minutes? 41 18. Um, yeah, okay, so what's going on this week? Have I got any gigs for you guys to come to? No, I don't. Silly season starting Wednesday. I'm hosting the Maker and Shakers Awards at BAFTA. Hey, how cool is that? I'm hosting the awards there. Seven awards I'll be hosting. Uh, so that'll be fun. And then, um, then it's a work party on Wednesday as well. So I'm going to host a award show and then head over to the work party after and get hammered. And then just having to work out what I'm going to do in a sense of, you know, you got to make the decision before the night starts where you, you're going home, which is, you know, makes sense. But, you know, that's sober. That's sober me at this time saying, yeah, going home. What's drunk me going to be saying at one o'clock? What's he, what's that guy going to be saying? Is that going to be saying, yeah, do you know what? I've had enough fun today. I'm going home. Or is that guy going to be saying, no, nah, where are we going? We've got to go somewhere else. Who knows? We just need to be prepared. That's all. That's all. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then that's it. That's it um, for next week. Like I said, Mrs. is going away. And, uh, so yeah, taking my daughter to a Christmas party. It'd be fun. Maybe I'll make some parent friends on the Saturday. How about that? Maybe I'll make some parent friends. We'll see. I'll keep you updated, people, if I make parent friends. But that's the end of the pod. Uh, thanks for listening. And I'm glad I've actually got this one out on time, eh? It's glad I couldn't do it earlier because I'm a bit tired now. I had so much, I was full of so many beans earlier. It would have been high energy and all sorts. You would have loved it. But that's just, that's not the podcast you got. This is the one you got, so take it, innit? Anyway, that's it. (laughs) That's it in the pod. Peace.